black and powerful, yes I am. Black and powerful, yes I am. Black and white world like Jefferson's. Black and white world, the rifleman. Black and white world, Batman. Black and white world, Pat Masterson. Black and white world, black and white world, black and powerful, yes I am. Hello world, I know I love me. I hope you hear me before you judge me. Hope you know me before you trust me and see my beauties before my uglies. I'm black and proud, just like Penny. Love is plenty and doubt is empty. Alexander, who never played me, always late, but always great. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry, King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast from humans simply being humans. And uh, today is a really special one. I want to thank all the people who have listened to my uh, episode last week. Um, I definitely have to acknowledge, you know, this is my first, like, on location. I am coming from the great land of the Star of Bucks. Uh, you know, your local, probably one of your favorite places, the place that you might need to calm down on going to and spending so much damn money. But today is a good one. I want to thank everyone who listened to my uh, episode last week. I want to thank Taylor Justin for uh, giving me her time and uh, having a great conversation. Definitely check that out. It's called Seeking Life. We're talking about travel, We're talking about just going to new places, stepping out on faith, and actually exploring the new spaces that you're in and making them to familiar places. Um, but today, uh, it's another uh, kind of really interesting conversation that I've been wanting to have with a really, really dope individual um, who I met quite a time ago. And, um, and definitely, you know, once I had a podcast and it kind of got around the office, you know, it was kind of like, people definitely was like, oh, you have a podcast? You haven't told me that? What kind of person are you? And so I knew I knew it was something that was going to be an interesting, uh, uh, you know, uh, re- connection from that point on, and for other reasons as well. Today, for this millennial discourse that I have, Demario Dunce. How you feeling, bro? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm yes, glad yes. to be here. Finally, this is happening. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I am one of those people that called y'all on having a podcast and not telling me because you know we share things. Yes, we we, we always have to share things. We share things. Okay, so Demario, I want you to. I want to. I want you to ask you a few little, ask you a few little introductory application ass questions. So, All right, let's do this. You're from where? I am from Chicago, the West Side. Mm. Actually, born and raised. Born and raised. That's what's up. Little boy what's up. from the West Side is what I tell people. Yeah, like, yeah, boy yeah. from the West Side, I made it. Yeah. So. Oh, that's lit. That's lit. So, how long? How old are you? I am 28, but I look a cool 21, cause let these folks know, good black, don't crack, they drink don't. your water. Always drink your water, always drink your water. Drink your water and exfoliate though. You can't be out here just drinking water and asking for miracles though. You right. It's not how it happened. Now, the one thing, the one reason why I felt like it was time and we had to, I had to bring you on is because not only did you support the podcast and just tell me about certain things, but always bring, you know, really interesting, you know, tidbits about every little thing that happened in the world. And I appreciated being that person, you know what I'm saying, that was nearby to share and have a connection with like, okay, so how are we feeling about, you know, lemonade? Oh, (laughs) I see you wore your purple. That's what's up. Rest in peace, Prince. um... And we've been through this, you know, very, like, interesting connection because I feel like a lot of people can connect with this in the real world who are in the professional space and being the 
quote unquote tokens of the office or just the tokens Ooh. in general. Token. It's favorite word, token. It's real, it's real oh. interesting, right? That's a trigger. That's a trigger. Oh. Token. Let me not say that. Token, well. But I, I wanted to bring you on because first off, you came in, we on some like, hey bro, I, I just had a dream. That was on your podcast. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> no, I was like, this is a sign. This is a sign. So we need to you make know, this happen. On a deeper level, it is brother supporting brothers. It's yes. bigger than that. Uh, Always. You, know, you have a good thing going here. And so why not support and why not dream about being able to sit in a space and have an honest conversation? Always. That's what this is. It's Always. Sitting here and talking about our experiences. So. Yes, yes. Why not? So staying on a, the, the framework of kind of how we connected and just from a human perspective is... Being in a very, very homogenous, all the same, very white type of space. Um, and I've, I've honestly, in the past few years, have been uh, very loud about that and telling people to do that. Like, don't be afraid to say white people. Don't be afraid to yeah. say black people. I was going to say that quite rhymes with white. So yeah, <laughs> there yeah. you go. So, because I always find it funny that people feel afraid to, you know, speak about, you know, just raising things in public it because is. they feel like that may seem like but for me if you whispering black people for me that's thinking like so what are you saying that you don't want me to hear it's one of those things that just make people uncomfortable quite naturally so yeah. no one wants to be the person that'd be like oh i work in an all-white office it's like oh i work in a primarily caucasian office so like, we better, try right? to like it sounds better right? you know make it look pretty when at its core it's just you know just happens to be the only minority in a situation so mm-hmm. So, speaking of only minority in the situation, I believe that one of the major things that happens when you are in those type of spaces, naturally, most of the time is you you code switch. And for people who yes. may not know what that is, essentially, uh, the best example I can think of is when you are in the professional space and you kind of, you know, you put your, you know, your, uh, your white, white, white uh, telephone voice on and you, yep. and you, you, you leave the Ebonics at home and you, you know, and you come with your, you know, your best foot forward and present yourself in a very different way that you wouldn't in a familiar sense around your own peers. Yes. Tell dude. me, so, just from, you know, the, the conversations we've had, you have a real rainbow coalition of friends and everything, <laughs> yes. which I do as well. Um, I think it just comes when you live in this city and you just are an open individual. Yeah. You, it's, you meet different types of people. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. You're code switching it. So I, my first question is how, I guess, which one is harder to be in your friend group? Either the black guy or the gay guy? Wow. The black guy. It is harder Damn. to be the black guy just because... I'll be completely honest with you, we are now in a time where being gay is completely acceptable, like it's at the forefront, Bro. everybody is celebrating it. I looked up and I'm like, who isn't, you know, what corporation or business isn't having like right a pride themed month? Uber. And it's like, it Google wasn't Maps. like this a couple of years North ago. So. Target. Yeah, it's definitely on. at the front and like, hoorah, rah, we're all supporting you. But being black is definitely harder just because it, I feel like it's always been harder. It depends on what circle you navigate in and what situation you end up in. But I think when it comes down to it, like, we're complex people and people don't understand us based on their fears or preconceived notions. So like... You know, of course, being gay is easier because it's just like, oh, you kind of just like boys, or you know, you kind of just like a different sex, but we're still the same people. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, 
That's cool, but being black is so much more deeper. We have ways of, we have a bunch of issues that are abundant that you yeah. can't understand, and you, I feel like you, people generally don't take time to understand. You just see things happen, and it's like, oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel sad for them. You know, it's never really understanding what is the root of this issue, and it's. I really feel like it's always these microaggressions that, you know, really make it ten times more difficult. Like, exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, I have these notions about black people, so like, you're cool, but I still have these thoughts. Exactly. And that's, and I think uh, it's interesting. I think for me, I noticed that uh, uh, in my friend group, we kind of got a little bit of everything. Like, yeah. homies got a little bit of everything. I could tell when I first came in, that Orlando was doing like double time. And he had to yeah. be like the token yeah. black guy, <laughs> yeah. the, the token gay guy. He had to give it all. And I noticed probably a few, almost a month ago, when we all were together, somebody asked you know, a black question or a deep, woke ass question. And they directed it towards me. And like, or they just, they said it first and then they said my name. Like they wanted me to answer. And like Orlando heard the question, he was like, oh, you know what, Rodney, yeah, you know what, yeah, oh, I love Rodney, you know what I'm saying? Because he was usually that person who had to like answer the black yeah. ass question, but now that I'm kind of like the uh, the, the woke friend in the, in the in the bunch. Yes, you are, you are the woke friend. I'm fine with <laughs> You've that. you got to accept I love that, that title and I love that. be what, you know, and, and stand I, in your truth, yeah, as the album says. I stand in it, and I don't mind definitely having those teachable moments when they make sense and I definitely don't mind checking them you always want to be teaching people though I don't these grown ass people you want to be teaching these people all the time I don't it's like uh, come on certain things certain things I know certain things I don't give a damn to even stress certain things I the one thing that I would never let slip is when you are problematic problematic because if I'm around you if I'm around (laughs) if I'm around you I'm not going to just allow that shit to just it should just 20. be a special section for doing double time and being problematic in the office because I feel like quite naturally we just have to do double time. Exactly. Like being black and gay in an office setting where you are like maybe one of five is like you already carry the weight of your back for an entire race. Exactly. And then you carry like an entire lifestyle. Yep. You gotta represent for gay and then you gotta represent for black and it's like... I'm a person at the end of the day, and I don't want to lose my identity while trying to perform for black and trying to perform for being gay. And it's like, how about you just see me as a person? Yeah. How about that? Like. Yes. Yes. And I think it's just that easy. It's just that easy. And I think sometimes I get tired of those, you know, types of questions and those types of energy. Oh, it's deaf. Like. But I think because. The world that I live in here is so it's really, so white really compared to where my life was. I think it was like a balance for me more than anything at first. Like at first, that's why I didn't mind too because it was like I, I'm coming from going to an all black college Which and is an all black experience that gives you all of this empowerment that mm-hmm. like you go into the world and you're like I got this. Hell like, yeah. Hell but yeah. then you have to explain to someone like. They go, what college did you go to? And it's like, oh, you know, I went to Tuskegee. And it's like, where is that? That's in Alabama. What? Why did you go there? And it's like, well, it's a historically black university. And so you have to explain this whole history behind why you went there. And it's like, if the opposite person says I went to Harvard, it's like, oh, oh you, awesome. It, it was Harvard. But like having to explain why you went to a school that talks about your culture and your history 
it's like absurd. Like I should have explained to you why I went to I never, all college. It's I like, never explained because I feel like it should be a given. But I definitely start with that because I know you haven't heard. You of have it. to inform people because they don't know. I know um, you haven't heard of it, and the way you were responding to the way I said, I went to Clark University. They, they look at me it's like it's always the screw face. It's the oh, uh, I haven't heard of that. It's that? like it, a community it, college. The most that we get from that, you'd be surprised. Is oh, where is that? It's like, it's in the name, actually. Clark Atlanta yeah. University. Right over here. Atlanta ain't nobody's last name, you know. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, so I do, but I do want to know, like, how do you ever, so when you're in those uncomfortable situations, what do you do? Like, specifically with your friends, too. It has... This has been a journey for me, arriving at 28 and kind of standing in my blackness as I've been like calling it this past, you know, year, is that I'm kind of, at this point, unafraid to just confront the truth and tell it like it is, because there once was a time where I would sugarcoat it and be like, oh, this is going to be like mad awkward for like non-minority friends, Mm -hmm. and so it's just like, oh, let's just back away from it, but like, you can spend so much time in which I did, like, not really having those talks with my friends, and you wind up you wind up being the misunderstood friend, and it's like, I don't get why they're mad about this, and I don't get why they're upset, and it's like, well, here's a teachable moment. Let me tell you why I'm fucking upset. Let me address why I'm upset about why they're killing our people and just getting off. Like, mm-hmm. that's not going to mean shit to you, but you need to know as my friend, especially if we're going to consider each other friends, why this affects me. And I'm I, get that it I get that it doesn't affect you, but if you are choosing to be my friend, you need to know why this affects me. Exactly. So, I mean... Exactly. If, you, if this is uncomfortable for you or, like, you know, this isn't a teachable moment, then I guess you don't belong because, I mean, you're not taking time to understand then what we're doing here. Because I feel yeah. like empathy is a part of friendship. Yeah. We don't. We're not our friends. We, People like we to think of it as a one-way street. Yeah. You know... Of course, I felt a way about Trump being elected, but I mean, have you felt a way about Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. Do you even understand what that is? Mm-hmm. Do you know why that's important? Mm-hmm. Do you know why it's silly when someone says all lives matter? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's you know, it's a way street with this empathy, and I'm one of those people that full-heartedly believe in, like, it being a two-way street, especially because I've been a person that's just been really there for my friends and really like, oh, I got you know, I understand, I tend to pride myself on being the most understandable, understanding person and mm-hmm. like that, at the end of the day, what the fuck does that mean? That means I just hear your issues and I understand it, but do you hear me and understand it? I will say and it may, and I don't think it's, of course it's not for everyone, but a lot of men that I've met and a lot of men who I, who have, who are very comfortable with their sexuality that I've met are very, very open and very, yeah. very understanding. And I, I would think of it to be on the level of the way women speak about, you know, them having to just deal with a lot of shit and just take everyone's yeah. shit. And I think that's the a similar a similar version of it, I'll yeah, say. Yeah, very similar, and very similar. For me, I feel like that's really uh, unfair because it seems unfair to me just outside looking in because yep. it's kind of like I get that. the most under, like to be the most understanding individual, it puts you in a place of where people can like 
always come to you for this come thing because it's kind of like he's going to understand. Come to me for everything. Literally comes to me with issues I never have experienced, but somehow I'm pulling this, mm-hmm. you know, advice from somewhere that yeah. helps you get through what you're going through. Or, or they do something that may not actually be that damn cool, but it's kind of like he'll understand. I understand. We don't. We don't. Yeah. We can be late for this thing, or we don't have to do this, or he'll spot us for this, so he'll. Dude, he'll take us, he'll give us this ride because he'll understand. Because yeah, I was whatever. And I think that's great quality to have. It is. And it, but also, I think that's one of those things that comes with, uh, it has to be accompanied with discernment, too. Yeah. It, like, you have, to, you have to know, unfair. like, pick and choose, pick and choose. Um, but, you know, I always say at the end of the day, yes, it is unfair because, you know, women kind of go through the same shit, but. I didn't have a choice in any of this. I didn't have a choice to be black and I didn't have a choice to be gay, no mm-hmm. matter you know how many people may feel about that. I exactly. didn't and so I've always just been a person that like you can't really change the way you are. Mm-hmm. You just kinda learn to deal with it and make it better. Yeah. And that's what I've done with being black and being gay, especially, you know, the token in most situations for me is like, you know, how can I make the best of this and how can I just make this an enjoyable experience because I mean you know you I'm going to be gay till the end of end time, of time. I'm going to be black until the, the day I die time. so I mean exactly that's you know it exactly. is what it is I think um but I do think it's uh, a positive to that for the attitude for it being is. understanding because I think if anything it teaches other people how to be that way no matter who you are not even yeah. just other you know not just other black men there other black people but there is a thing you can learn from you know being this way is you know at the end of the day I'm still a very fun loving awesome person I think that I'm a you know fun personality to be around I think that I bring joy to people you know whether it's through a joke or through light shade I think that through all of my struggles what I am passing on to the next person is, you know, some sort of joy. You know, I like yeah. to, I honestly believe in paying it forward and, you know, no matter how small or big that is, I try to leave it better than I found it. Exactly. Um, that's all I can do. We've done enough. Exactly, exactly. So, you spoke about your Rainbow Coalition of Friends. Yes, my Rainbow. <laughs> tell me, tell me exactly what, what that looks like. Uh, my Rainbow Coalition. Like, of said, like some of your friend, your friend group now. How how diverse do you believe it is? I would say it's pretty diverse. We've got some Asian in there. We've got some <laughs> Mexican in there. We've got some Caucasian. We've got like my core group of mm-hmm. friends consists of like five friends, and we've been friends for a long ass time now. Um, we all kind of share the same interests. Uh-huh. You know, primarily being music. Yeah. I call them my fest homies because, you know, do a bunch of this fasting that the kids are loving these days. But, uh, yeah, it just, it just so happens that we all happen to be different races. So, um, that's beautiful. It is a beautiful thing because I think that we are a very open circle where, you know, we are putting effort towards each other to understand, you know, our differences and a lot of our shortcomings and that has made it easier because I could, I can't imagine what it's like to be black and gay in a diverse group of friends who don't care to understand who you are. Exactly. They're just there for your company. Like, I don't know, I can say I don't know what that feels like yet or I hope to never experience that but you know I know that's 
I know that there are people out there experiencing that. Um, but my homies are my homies. We've been doing this for a while. It's yeah, I can say that we are friends. And I know that's a big thing for people. Oh, that's my friend. That's not my friend. And it's like glad to be at a point where it's not like oh, that's not my friend. Or you know, questioning things like that. My homies are there for me. Yeah. And the reason why I asked that is in a previous episode I spoke on how people should diversify. People should yes. meet more people because I feel that, you know, I don't believe ignorance is bliss. I believe ignorance is evil because it just leads and it kind of you have to fill in your imagination yes. with things that you've seen yeah. and heard that aren't coming from a direct source. So I, I feel like you got to you got to open yourself like up. 100% like the way that this happened for me, which is a fun story is at my core, I love music, um, and I started out very young age just going to concerts by myself. Like, mm -hmm. I've always just been like, you know, hey, if you want to come, come, but you know, one monkey don't stop this show, so I'm going to go anyway, and you go to these types of events, and you meet various people from different walks of life that... You never really think about this, but we're all here for one thing. We're all here to enjoy a show. Exactly. And, you know, you drop those other preconceived notions and it's amazing time. Like, mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people I've met mm -hmm. at Coachella's and Electric Forest's and Lollapalooza's that I'm friends with to this day that are from across the world, across the country, that keep in contact with different races. Mm -hmm. And we're all here for one thing, and it's just to enjoy music. And on a bigger like platform that's an amazing thing because yeah. can you imagine going to like a party or whatever and being on the wall and not talking to anyone mm -hmm. but not realizing that hey we should be able to talk to each other because we're here to enjoy a party and enjoy each other exactly and at, at its core that's really what it is exactly. like exactly. we're all here to enjoy one thing so let's make the best of it and like Mm. What brings you here? Mm -hmm. I'm here to enjoy music. What yeah. brings you here? I'm here to have a good time. Exactly. Cool. Let's bond. Let's talk. Exactly. Boom. There you go. I, I, I believe so. Because I do. I love your energy. I love that that's the, the vibe that you, you kind of can be around and have curated up yeah. naturally. You know, and organically it's been that way. And I, I definitely, I see it with my own life as well now. And I'm glad that's the transition that I came into. Like leaving, you know, leaving Atlanta, being in a new place. I'm glad I met so many beautiful people. So, but I do want to move to my next point, and that is uh, one thing that you told me when you said that you uh, had this dream is that uh, you said you had we, you had we had a conversation. Correct me if I'm wrong about like how there's this really interesting thing going on with like the appropriation <laughs> of like. Foods like cultural <laughs> foods, specifically like chicken. Yes, yes, yes. That and was, I, and, and that, that's the exact dream. And that struck and that struck me to the core, of course. And um, because I love chicken, we don't all we? should love. We should don't, all don't love we? chicken if you don't. You don't know, we? Uh, that was probably one of the first vegan uh, imitations that they made because it was like you cannot live without chicken. Right. Um, um, but I, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about let's touch on that because I want to talk actually, to you about that. Mm -hmm. This is inspired by actually my core group of friends who mm -hmm. I feel like the past 
two years of going through this fascination of chicken mm -hmm. and to like be on the outside and watch like these white folks or these Mexican people go through like this sudden explosion of chicken and be like, oh my god, did you know they just opened another chicken spot in Chicago? And it's like farm fed and like there's no antibiotics and there's like no steroids and it's like... Let's back it up a second. Chicken has always been a core. A core. Monday through Sunday in my household. You can eat it Sometimes in ways. switch it up, you know, yeah. maybe have it three out of five times a week. But, you exactly. know, chicken has been my go-to. Mm -hmm. And so to see, like, other people of other races, like, just go through this, like, madness of being like, so yeah, we gotta try this. And they have these things called corn muffins. And I'm like, corn bread? Corn, corn muffins. And it's like, Wait, and so yeah, you can buy the mix and you can cook the corn muffin at home and it's like, Jiffy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the one. You mean Jiffy? And it's like, oh yeah, and they have the slamming mac and cheese and it's like, bro. Slamming. Soul food? Soul food is what you're talking about? And so I've always thought that it's interesting that like on a Saturday night, you can go to Harold's and Wicker Park and yeah, you know, you're the only black person in there besides the people that work there. And it's like you turn around and there's Ken next to you who's here with his girlfriend to buy, you know, an eight piece. Or, you know, there's Bob who's like, you know, here with the bros to get. And I, I just think that's really interesting because you think about the history of Harold and it being like this South Side thing to see yeah. it be in this predominantly white neighborhood. And it's like on point. It's like, oh, whoa. And you see people try to recreate that. You see honey butter fried chicken, which is amazing chicken. But it's like, you really aren't doing anything new. You're just frying your chicken in a different grease. Yeah. You're baking it. And I mean, maybe, you know, you did a little different. Maybe you didn't, yeah. you know. Put some crazy. Put I mean, some crazy in the mashed potatoes. And so it's really interesting to see this explosion of, oh my God, chicken. And it's yeah. like, that's all my people have to eat. But, <laughs> you know, it's funny to see people have these, like, huge interest in foods that have been a way of life for African Americans, you know. Chicken and cornbread, I don't, I mean, what? What do you mean chicken and cornbread? It's just the standard. Like, exactly. every person knows how to cook that. It's like, like, what are you doing? What are you saying? What do you mean? Like, Soul food was based in Chicago. And that is what's odd to me that it's like, it's odd to me that it's a thing, but I've, it made me kind of answered so many questions that I didn't even think I had. Uh. And it was just in the sense of like, hold on, so you're not eating chicken at home? Like, you're not eating fried chicken at home? I was like, no, I, the first time I tried it is when I started dating this one black guy. And yeah, um, it is. his mom made it, and it was amazing. So I would love to like, you know, find a place that has that, because I don't know how to make it myself. It's been really interesting to see happen, even like on a festival level, like, I'll see my friends be really excited for like gumbo and poutine, and I'm like, oh, you know, those are like gumbo's like, you know, black thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's really interesting to see that happen, and I'm like, oh man, you've never had that? And it's like, mm -hmm. and now, and now it's an explosion of, uh, of jerk chicken, too. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one to me, too. It's, it's like, a, this is actually a deeper conversation of how you know, we influence culture, but people don't like to give us credit and exactly. they take our things and make exactly. it their own and be like, bam, this new thing, jerk chicken, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and trigger words for me are like infused, soulful fusion, uh, inspired by, 
Right. You know, and that is for me, it's like inspired Paul like inspired by is like a half-assed way of giving it's credit. It's like you're not gonna give me credit and don't say, can't be inspired by. No, you drew inspiration from one source. One source. You knew give exactly where credit is due. You knew exactly where you got it from. We know exactly where you got it from. The people who are maybe buying it don't understand. They just think you. They don't understand the history, but it's the cool, it's the new cool popular thing, and someone's reporting on it. And oh my god, this new chicken place just opened up in my neighborhood, so let's try it. Yeah. Cool. And for the things that they may be familiar with, because I think jerk chicken is. So like there's certain things that are just international or just like yeah. nationally known like gumbo is something that I feel like people know yeah but have you had it though probably not and then once you may have went to New Orleans tried it and they opened up this just New Orleans to be a fusion Mardi place just happened to be a yeah like, they opened this New Orleans infused place in your neighborhood you're like oh my god like it's almost just like Louisiana like <laughs> same way and I'm like oh that goes back to that teachable moment, man. You don't want to always be teaching people about, like, this common knowledge stuff. Granted, that's redundant in itself because it's common knowledge to you and me, but exactly. to, like, our brother and his sister, and they don't know. It's like, uh, just, just enjoy it. I don't care. Just, like, just eat. Just just enjoy it. Just shut chicken, up. Man. Just eat. I get it. Corn muffin. Just enjoy it, man. Cor- get, your, get your corn muffin. Get your corn muffin. Get your, uh, your um, Thai curry, cream corn. Just, yeah, uh, just enjoy it, man. Pimento mac and cheese. Like, pimento. Know? They do oh. that. They do that though, bro. All the they time. They love to throw pimento on something. They do. Pimento they mac they, and they make it. They make it theirs. Like, cause you gotta put familiar flavors. They to, make it to, attractive by adding pimento, but to me, that's like, does it just mean it's spicy? What, what are you really saying here? Pimento. Okay, cool. Let me Google that real quick. But I mean, it's mac and cheese at its core, right? Call it that. <laughs> Oh, this is three cheese mac and cheese. Okay, cool. <laughs> three cheese, three cheese. Three cheese. Are, are they gluten-free? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is our crackling um, chicken. God. Oh, is it crispy? Just crispy crackling. chicken. It's our, actually, it's called, we have it trademark and restricted, crackling Inspi- chicken. Inspired by. Spicy. Or whatever. But, I mean, it, it is what it is. And I also, there's one in, one in the same, is, uh... Also, because it's Pride Week, it's Pride Weekend. Yeah. Pride, uh, the Pride Parade is tomorrow, right? Pride is tomorrow, but shout out to this being a moment for this Gangstar song just right. coming on in Starbucks. I didn't mean to take you off topic. No, 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 like, that's, that's good. This is very important to the culture while this we're having good. this conversation. This is good. Rest in peace, Rest Guru. In peace. <laughs> but, but no, um, but no, I, I wanted to ask you about because we talked about kosher, you know, that chicken appropriation, and we can go all day. We can, we can about be here black appropriation. Midnight, you know what I'm saying? That'll be a whole another type of conversation. I'm glad we zoned in on the thing that we both love a lot. Yes, sir. But also, I feel like we need to talk about because I've noticed and I've asked questions before, and I've like been intrigued by, like you said earlier, the emergence of the acceptance of. Yes. And for me, I'm a spook. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a black conspiracy theorist a, a, a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I definitely, uh, people people sometimes, people don't like my theories. Some people don't like my suggestions. Theories are fun. Theories are fun. And they make, they, they keep, in what they and they keep me sane because I need a reason. Or I need, sometimes I need more than this. It's like, I know people just didn't get cool all of a sudden, you yeah. know? I need he to figure out why. Just, and if it's a fucked up reason why I think, then okay, cool. 
The world don't believe me, but this is why I think, and it's gonna all come to light I'm when I'm right. I'm right. Theories, just as long as you're not out here talking about the Earth is flat. Oh, no, I'm not here. No Earth flat. <laughs> but the, the, theory, the theory that I have is that the reason why the acceptance, the acceptance of just gay culture and just, uh, just LGBTQ, AI, yes, all of the things. AI, my God, we've added more letters. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait 20 years down. It's like 10 more letters. It, it might. It, it, it might. It's choices choices, man. Right, we gonna, it gonna get, it's going to get real serious. The, the, the spectrum is lengthening. So what is your theory? Um, but the... it's, it's, it's essentially that they found a way to um, monetize. Monetize this. Um, monetize the, I guess, the... The resistance that's been going on for a very long time, yes. as well as uh, see certain things as benefits to them too. It's kind oh, of 100%. like so. It's like, oh, this actually is way more advantageous for us. It was like the reasons why we didn't allow, you know, same-sex marriage is because we were it was so heavily, you know, within religious uh, things yep. and this and that and mm -hmm. all this BS. But let's think about it. These people are a lot of these couples are really well off they don't have children yeah. so they are really doing well for themselves they have all this money they're doing all this so, so making bringing like them really together actually gonna, yeah bring them together is actually gonna make it better for in their us. business living their lives yeah I... so so i feel like the support is literally because it yeah. immediately makes you react and even people who may not even identify it makes them react too yeah. so so if you open up your uber app and you select and you find an Uber driver and that Uber driver's route to you is in a rainbow fashion, you already know what why. If you see, you know, rainbow signs and rainbow at you know at, at different department stores and different stores, you're like, oh, well I'm definitely about to buy something from here. It's just like seeing a black owned sign at a restaurant. You're like, oh well, I'm, I'm about to check yeah. this out. Uh, it like it makes you do that and it's in a way I guess it's cool because it's the presentation of this, you know mm -hmm. Support and everything, and that's positive. But also, it's kind of like, well, what changed? I do support your theory. Let me you just say, that. like, what, I like, do. what changed? Because it was like, I remember specifically, like, literally in the '90s, there was a lot of, you know, what I'm saying, there was a lot of different types of slurs and different types of, you yeah. know, things and just cultural things that Even happened. The early 2000s, and, er and that's like, what I'm saying. You know, my way here thinking about like what that experience has been like, mm -hmm. and even to talk to your theory, I do believe that like it's acceptable because it's, you can make money behind it. Um, mm -hmm. Now that also becomes problematic as well because like exactly. yeah, quite naturally, no matter who or what you believe in, like gay people should be accepted. That exactly. What it is. Exactly. Like, we accept so much other shit in America that like I can't believe it's taken this long. Exactly. For people to be like, oh, gay people are actually cool. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. you support a fucking gun owner. Like, what? And that's what's crazy. The priorities. Yes. The priorities are so shifty, and that's what makes it interested in me and that's what makes me so skeptical of this place because it's kind of like it took it took 400 years to need to finally see people not even see people as humans because it's still that's debatable very debatable. so so very. depends on what but it location took, you're currently it in. took for you know the economy to get to a certain point for you to finally see a reason to fucking take all these people out of servitude or forced servitude yeah. so that's why I'm skeptical. That's why I'm like, oh, oh, 
So now, so now, now it's all good. Now we, you guys are cool too. You guys are with us. Everyone's it's all good. Try to make money off of it, and I can't deny the people that actually are. Oh, this is really the jam. I'm yeah, there. They, they must know. They, 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 they looking out over there. Shout out to Black Jesus. He's looking out for us wherever you are up in the heavens. Thank you. Trying to give me some, give us some vibes. Happy belated, Tupac. But back to your uh, <laughs> issue. Um, Everyone is doing it for money. Some people are doing it because they naturally support, they are an ally. Exactly. But I do think that like big corporations found this as a way to make more dollars exactly. and kind of be a cooler brand because I mean, what's cooler than accepting gay people it's next to accepting black, black people? people. Um, but there is a deeper issue to that in which I sometimes kind of am very mm, iffy about like, cool, yeah, you do support LGBT. T-Q-I-A, if I got that wrong, I'm sorry, but I'm gay, doesn't matter, um, <laughs> is that as being black and gay, I recognize that, you know, the white gay dollar or spending power is ten times more than, you know, the black. Um, my issue is that, like, at the forefront of all of this support are primarily Caucasian male gays. Exactly. Blacks are not really represented in that. And exactly. so that's another talk in its own about like how we are represented in the media versus how, you know, whites are. I feel like they are the full representation for the gay community, like two white guys. And it's like, cool, that's awesome. But like, blacks have a completely different experience than exactly. what Caucasian males do, and that's where I found fault. Is that like cool if you want to support Pride Month, awesome, but make sure you are representing the full spectrum because it's more than just two white gay males, it's lesbians, it's blacks, it's transgender. Then, like, we often don't get that support. Like, prime a really, really good issue about how gay has become like super acceptable. Caitlyn Jenner, for example, oh, as problematic and trash as she is, everybody was running and clapping in support of her, you know, living coming, her fullest life and coming, coming out, out and on the cover of Vanity Fair, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's plenty of my brothers and sisters that have been transitioning for years and have been living that lifestyle for years that don't get that same support that are often being killed and marginalized like we don't get that same support so we're running to clap for this trash ass person that's supposed to represent our community like what about spotlight on my people who are struggling exactly we're struggling. We're getting killed every day just trying to live our lives exactly. while Caitlyn Jenner sits upon a hill in Malibu and can fix her face to say the most random shit. And it's like, no, that's not fair for her to be a representation of our community because we don't, you've been rich all your life. Mm-hmm. You transition at 60 fucking three, like no one cares. Like, exactly. That's cool. That's a story. And yes, we all clap and joy for you, but like, the fact that you didn't take that to shine a light on what else is happening to people that are not like you is quite naturally unfair. So and and, how, and say homophobic things. My God, trash! And you have the nerve to support Trump on top of that. Like, just go away because cool that you transitioned. Awesome, all the support for you. Do your thing, boo. But let someone else get their time like let my people get their time like it's always been at the forefront of gay support has been caucasian people and Mm -hmm. it's like 
cool, they weren't the only people at Stonewall. They aren't the, they aren't the only people at these marches. They aren't, you know, they aren't the only people at Pride. Like, there's a ton of other people there. So, like, share that wealth, share that experience. Like, exactly. It's my only issue. <laughs> like, everyone rushing to support, like, this gay movement is, like, you know, just going to let these white folks be the face of this. Mm-hmm. But isn't that... That's how things happen in America, right? That's how things things happen in America. Privilege, you don't get away from your privilege no matter who you are. Who's always leading some revolution? Some white person. It's like, well, actually, let me tell you, but that's another story for another time. Yeah, yeah. Happy Pride Month to everyone who's living their fullest life. Yes, and to light to lighten up, you know, Happy Pride for everyone who's participating in all of the Pride. Yes, Happy Pride for everyone. Happy Pride, Happy Pride for everyone, and like, go check it out if it's literally in your in your area in your front yes, door. Definitely. Go check it out. Go get some information. Go party with the homies and stuff. And uh, and because the fact of the matter is, is that's that's life. It's not going anywhere. So if you're a person it's sitting up anywhere, mad, so. like, damn. It's gay as hell this weekend. Like, I can't stand when it's shit. Get over yourself. It's gay everywhere. It's gay all day. It's not just the month of June. Yeah. Gonna be gay, you know, January through December all year round. It's 365. But yeah, death. Take time out to go and support my people, your people, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, your uncles, your moms. Exactly. Because, I mean, exactly. we, as a community, we aren't really asking for much from people, hell, just to get married and to live our lives and not be, like, marginalized or attacked. We just want to be us. So equality equality is time, the key. Take some time out of your time and go support us, you know. Don't go do the most, but, you know, just go stay next to them and say, hey, I support you. Because at the end of the day, that's really, I feel like, all we really need. Yeah. Even as the human race is all we need is someone to lean on. Yes. Right? That's all we need. <laughs> to, to lighten it up and to close yes. it out, let's talk about uh, love. Love life. Love. You know what I'm saying? Are we doing this? Yes. <laughs> let's do this. Um, I, I, I won't, I won't go too deep. Best shot. I, won't, I won't go too deep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm an open book. Go for it. I mean, <laughs> you got one shot so you better make it good. Oh. What, what I've always found interesting is when you talk about, when I feel like, when I hear about, you know, books about, you know, relationships and things like that and all these different things and people just have different opinions on things Yeah. when it comes to just love and relationships. I believe that black love, black people uh, have a special way that they do certain things. Yeah. And we love different than everyone else, especially if we're loving each other. And I also noticed, you know, this really interesting thing when it comes to same sex. Uh, It's different. And I want to ask you, being in that intersection. Very standing right in the middle of that joint. What's up? Exactly, exactly. How how hard is it? How how difficult is it? Because I feel like we have, you know, when it comes to being black, I feel like we have this sense of like wanting our lives to be very put together. And I feel like more than any other race, we are definitely that have that trope around us is that we we'll hold off from getting married. We'll hold off. We'll be that. We'll have that Oprah complex in a way where we'll like want to be successful before anything in life happens. Yeah. And that's what that's way a lot of black people are when it comes to just dating. And we always make those excuses to not love and not to love now because you can love later and. I Which, can't do it right now yeah, because we can do stuff later. At the end of the day, it's really all bullshit because... Yeah. But also, you have the other 
kind of being gay trope being that you it's still not as widely accepted as you want to be. You still have to do it in certain circles. You have to move in certain ways. You have to do all these certain things. That's what the the trope I would say is. Tell me how it's true. Is tell me like from the intersection. Different, especially being black and gay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just being gay in general. Just because I feel like as a community we allowed so many hang-ups to come into place yeah. like you have to be this you have to be that you have to look like this you have to act like that no mask for mask i mean mask for mask or you know no fems no fats no there's so many like rules. interesting hang-ups and rules that will leave you single exactly <laughs> um and then being black on top of that my experience has been Pretty interesting. I have dated black guys, I've dated white guys, and both experiences have been completely opposite. Whereas, like, you know, you're dating another black person, it's not, I wouldn't say it's as many hang ups because it's like, you know, we kind of understand what our people have been through, so it's, you know, it's a little easier. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, dating guys, it's been really interesting, I can't even lie. It's been really interesting <laughs> because. Dating someone who comes from a completely different, not even background, but I don't even know how I would say this, but being black and then dating someone Caucasian, they kind of don't understand a lot of our normalities. Exactly. And it's hard to get someone to understand that. And granted, you could never understand it, but like, I think a lot of the things that we do and say and act and that are just like natural come off as very like, what are you doing? Like, what are you? Why? I don't get it. <laughs> um, that's not to say that everyone's experience will be bad because it's not bad. But I think that this is a talk that can go many different ways because I can talk about how I have dated white guys who have, for lack of better words, fetishized me. Like, that's a good point. You know, I, I wondered that too. I, you know, I have def encountered guys who have. No. Especially if they dated like a lot of black guys. It's kind of oh, like listen, only, only listen, dated black guys. Like, listen, what is going on? There are a bunch out there that only date black guys and they, you know. That's not a bad thing because I mean you you're into what you're you know, you're into what you're into, but I think that there have been times where like I've dated someone and like but it's intent, not very matters too though. You know, it's not very upfront that they're into me because of like all of these things that they heard that like, you know, black guys have or like, you know, all of these hang ups and it's like I get it, you're fetishizing me. Mm-hmm. And it cut, it finds its way to come out in little ways. Like it'll mm-hmm. be in the heat of passion and it's like, should you really just say that? Ooh, like, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I'll just put my clothes on and bounce though because this ain't supposed to be one of those kind of situations. Or you know, I'll have guys that'll hit me up in, on Grindr and be like, yo, I'm trying to get that BBC. And if you don't know what that is, you, here's your time to go to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> but yeah, go to Urban Dictionary. Don't don't just Google it. <laughs> go Please. to Urban Dictionary specifically for that uh, <laughs> dev app people that'll seek you out and be like, yo, are you hung? I'm trying to get into that. You got a man being on inside. God, come on, bro. You hit me up because I'm black and you think that I am well endowed because the media has taught you that. And it's like, that's it's really what all of it comes down to. And I think that's why it makes it so hard is because a lot of these hang ups come from the media. 
the media have sort of kind of taught people how to be gay, and that's like, mm-hmm. we're going to teach someone how to be gay when everyone's experience is completely different. Exactly. But you know that, hey, if you're gay, you're supposed to look for a guy that's, like, masculine, that you can take home to mom, or someone that doesn't have a limp wrist, or, like, you know, someone that's not going to clean out, and it, you know, all of that little shit makes it difficult at the end of the day, because... The sooner you realize that those hangups will do nothing but keep you single forever, the better you'll be. Like, exactly. If I had any advice for any black gay guys that are like me, is you know, stand in your truth and just be who you want to be. Life is too short to not be who you want to be and go after the things that you want to do. No one. It's just, Live your life, man. Don't let this stupid shit get to you. Oh, that's simply put, but very, very, very heavy notes. Um, good gym, good gym. Good episode, too. Oh, thank you, bro. This has been fun. It's, my dream has come true. I can actually either add this to my resume or oh, you don't, don't do that. use this as an audio file to show that I'm you know, like low-key woke, as the kids are saying. Yeah, yeah this, 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 this can be, you know, one of those things, you know. You like, I, look, I, I was on a podcast talking about a lot of deep shit, so this has been, understand I'm certified. Uh, really amazing. It's fun to sit and talk with like-minded people. It's yes. fun to sit and talk with you just because you are someone that is very... We have a lot of short talks, but it's fun to be able to sit in this space and have a long, meaningful talk with you. Appreciate it, bro. It was good. Thank you. I'll be good back in too. case you want to discuss lemonade at any point because whatever. I'm always ready for lemonade. <laughs> if we need to, you know, dissect a seat at the table or scissors control. <laughs> I actually, um, uh, just to wrap it up, um, I really want to thank you for coming. I really want to <clears throat> thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for giving me your time, even if we had to improv, you know. Improvisation. We have to do a little improvisation when it comes to the location. I mean, we got a few little good hits. Together, they got us. Yeah, that's the song. I love them. So it's lit. Um, so, but no. Um, if you don't know now, you know. You can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available um, from Google Play, SoundCloud, all of it. Where can they follow you, Demario? Alright, so you can find me on Instagram at uh, Hardcore, that's H-A-R-D-C-O-R-E underscore duck. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, inbox me to figure out what that name means. means. But uh, yeah, I'm just on Instagram at Hardcore Duck, and then I'm on Twitter at Sir Mario Moguls, but I don't really use Twitter, so it's kind of like whatever. But yeah, hit me up on the gram, fam. Yeah, yeah. follow, follow homie, follow homie. Follow if, you see him at, if you see him at the festivals, Hit them up. Go promise, get a, promise go not dance. to be the only black there. <laughs> yeah, go, go dance. Go go have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have a hug for you, man. Yeah. Hug at yes, yes, yes. Um, but no, I, I do plan on doing some really cool things. Just uh, I want to introduce uh, different things. Like, I know I'm really deep on my podcast and talk about a lot of, you know, really hard-hitting topics, but I definitely have opinions on so many things within pop culture. So I'm trying to find a way to, you know, bring that into my brand as a whole yes, so sir. what i'm gonna do is, is, is you know it's also do some kind of short little you know reviews and reactions to certain things as well and i feel like the way that i do it can be extremely different to than what's being done as of now um because i just i naturally do things differently i believe so 
I appreciate everyone who's listened. I appreciate everyone who's gotten to this point in this episode. And just keep keep supporting. Share this. Give this to all the homies, all the friends. Have everyone listen to this. I appreciate it because it's going to very, very great places. This is Simply King. I am Rodney Perry. This is Demario Dunson. Thank you again. Thank you. This has been amazing. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings. I love y'all.